I was trying to break up with my ex-boyfriend, not the long-term one, but I had like a quick one. Yeah. And it was so hard, by the way. It's so hard. Oh, I practiced God. with my mom. <laughs> Hi guys, it's Katie Austin here, and welcome back to Austin AF. Today, the AF stands for a few different things. We're trying to think of like what the F could stand for. And in this episode, we're talking all about breakups. So Austin and friends, because I have my girl Kendra from The Breakup Bestie coming in to talk all about her advice for breakups. Austin and feelings. Austin and freaking getting over your ex. So if you guys are going through a heartbreak or you're breaking up with someone else or you're thinking about it, this is going to be a perfect episode for you guys to listen to. Also, even for someone like me who is happily in love in any relationship, for some reason, I find talking about breakups so intriguing. And I think it's because we've all gone through heartbreak in our life. We've all gone through hardships and we've all gone through a breakup. And so I think it really is so interesting to talk about something so universal because breakups are one of the hardest things ever. And I think we can all relate on so many different levels, but also in this episode, you're gonna hear things that you might not wanna hear, but things that you need to hear. She is a specialist when it comes to emotions and actions on how you should, you know, unfollow your ex on social media, not text them happy birthday, <laughs> um, text your ex happy birthday. And so like little things like that, some actions that she's gonna tell you guys to do or not do. On that note, before she comes into studio, I wanted to kind of rewind and talk a little bit about my past relationships very, very briefly here and kind of just understand where I'm coming from. I think every single person that I've dated plays a very important part of my past and my life. And that doesn't matter if you date someone for a month or you date someone for 20 years. I think, you know, one person can make a very big impact on your life and who you're going to date next. And every single person you date for a reason. You date to learn stuff, what you do and what you don't like about your significant others and who you want to spend the rest of your life with. So for me, I um, had a five-year, four-and-a-half-ish uh, long-term relationship with this guy from my freshman year of college to a year out of college. And when he broke up with me, it was probably the hardest two years of my entire life. It's funny because I had a really, really, really bad uh, heartbreak and a really bad breakup. And then my second boyfriend actually was like the day I broke up with him, I uh, was over him. I just felt bad that I broke up with him. So I have two different breakups and two extremely different experiences with guys. But what I will say, and I'm not sure if we're going to get into this in the episode at all, but one thing that I wish I really, really didn't do, and if I had to go back and tell myself not to do, is when I got out of that five-year relationship and I was so heartbroken, I went to the next boyfriend almost immediately to A, make him jealous. I knew he was with another girl, and I carried all my baggage from that first relationship into the second, and I never got to fully get over my first boyfriend of five years because I tried to brush it under the rug with a new boyfriend and think everything is fine. So when I broke up with my second boyfriend, I still had all that trauma and you know all that baggage from my first boyfriend that I had to actually sit down and get over when I got to be single. So uh, you know, before I have my current boyfriend now, I was single for two and a half years and I learned so much about myself. And I finally got to that stage in my life where I was so content by being single and that takes so long to get to. Um, so if you're in that stage right now where you're still getting 
over your ex. I think this episode is going to be amazing for you guys. That's just a little bit about my background. Um, and I'm sure I'll bring it up again because don't we all just love talking about our exes? And without further ado, I am going to now introduce you guys to Kendra. All right, you guys, Kendra is in studio with me. I'm so happy that you are here. I said this on my Instagram earlier, but I usually prompt my Instagram and my followers, like who's coming on that that week. You got the most response by miles. I'm not surprised. Breakups are such a tough topic. Yes, and they're yeah. so universal. I think everyone yeah. in the world goes through them. It's like something that everyone can relate to and talk about. And so let's just start from the beginning because I have so many fucking questions <laughs> for you and so much advice that I want to hear from you and something, uh, some takeaways that we can give other people out there as well. But how did you get started in being a breakup specialist? Yeah, uh, it's so funny because if you asked me like five years ago, I would have never thought that I would be like a breakup coach, but I was, I did corporate wellness in my early 20s and then I did sobriety coaching in my mid 20s. So I've always been like in a coaching realm. And then I went through a breakup six years ago and it was like the breakup to end all breakups, like the one where I had no idea how I was gonna get through it. Um, Like curled up in the fetal position, couldn't stop crying and it was, I had gone through breakups in the past, but I had either jumped into a new relationship or like drank my way or drank my way away from the pain. I'd never like actually gone through a breakup. And so I at that point six years ago, I said, I'm gonna just commit to figuring out how to go through a breakup in a healthy way. So I like bought every book. I started asking women that I like barely knew, like, can you get coffee with me and just like tell me how I do this? Um, So through that process, it was about a year of healing. I gathered all these resources and like all these tips and writing assignments. And I became like the go-to person in my social circle for people that are going through breakups. And then in like 2017, I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do with my life. And my now husband asked me, what do you like to do? And I was like, this is weird, but I really like talking about breakups. (laughs) (laughs) I'm happily in love with you, but. (laughs) This is what I feel very passionate about. Um, So I started an Instagram account in 2018 and I was like, I'll start an Instagram account. Like what's the worst that could happen? And I just started talking about it and the feedback was incredible. So I started as just an Instagram and then it moved to a blog and then a course and then coaching and now a podcast. And so it's just kind of evolved into being like a full-time thing. Wow. Yeah. And it's funny because you say you were crying and you was the worst time going through that breakup, but now you are happily married and you're pregnant. Congratulations. (laughs) And so anyone first off and listening to this right now, going through that breakup, you will get over it. That's like the number one thing I tell people is this will pass. I know it hurts, but I it's never going to last. Like no one is ever in pain for forever on a specific thing. So that's that's like the number one thing I try to tell people. It's okay to be in pain, but just know and keep it in the back of your head like I won't feel this way forever. Right. And I think that was one of the also the main questions. And even for me personally, I dated a guy for four and a half years and he was one of those guys where he was my end all be all. We had plans to get married. We had plans on where we're living, how many fucking kids we're having, all the things, you know, and out of nowhere, he broke up with me. And I mean, like, I did not see it coming. He one day just broke up with me and it took me, I want to say three years to get over him. Yeah. 
And so one of the main questions that you had is, why is it taking me so long to yeah. get over them? Yeah, and that's like the number one question I'm asked is how long is it gonna take me to get over this breakup? And unfortunately, like, I wish I could give a timeline. Some people say it's based on how long you were together. I think there are so many factors, like just like how attached you were as a relationship. Like, did you guys see each other every day? Were you living together? Um, and then it has to do with like, did this trigger anything, like any old wounds for you? So that adds some extra healing. Do you cut contact right away or do you try to stay friends with the person for a long period of time? Because that delays it. So there's just so many things <laughs> yeah. that cause a breakup to last longer than than you would probably like. We all want the breakup to last like a couple months. Um, but I tell people like, don't should your way out of a breakup. Don't say, I should feel better by now because you don't. And all you're doing is judging yourself and making yourself feel worse. Totally. So I just tell people like, you have to be patient. Yeah, you have to do certain things to heal and get through it. But at the end of the day, like a lot of what you need is time. I agree. I also want to play devil's advocate and say sometimes, unfortunately, you'll never get over this, the person. And yeah. I mean that in a way, not saying like I'm looking at my ex and not over him, but at the same time, like, I mean this in the best way, he will always be a part of me. Yes. And talking about what happened between us will always be a little bit sensitive in my heart. And I think even when I'm 50 years old, I'll be like, his name, if I see him walking across the street, I'll have a little bit like, you know, heart falling through my butt a little yeah. bit, you know? Yeah. And so part of me is like, yes, you can get over the person, but what what is your opinion on that? Do you think, like, what do you think? So I think we just change how we see the person. So at first they're this really painful thorn in our side where you hear their name, you instantly start crying, you hear a song that reminds you of them, you see a food that reminds you of them and you just burst into tears. So that's the beginning. And then you start learning how to live your life without them and that's painful too. And then I think you get to a place where you can cherish the good times that you had. Yes. So many people assume that a breakup involves wiping all memories of them. I tell people like, don't say you don't wish that you wish they never existed because they did exist and you had good times. You wouldn't be with someone that wasn't a good, like fit for you at a certain time. Yeah. So you'll get to a place where you can cherish the good memories. You can learn from mistakes or lessons learned and they will always hold a place in your heart, but it's just one that you can kind of put in a box and like close yeah. up. And maybe if you choose to open it, you feel the feelings again, but it's not something that's overwhelming or will take over. It's just so funny to me that you spend so much time with someone and you have so many memories. Like for my ex, I feel like I grew up with him from 18 years old to almost 24 years old. Like, holy shit, I grew up with that person. He saw every ins and outs of me coming from a teenager <laughs> to my college, to my adult and starting my career. And so it's like, it takes a lot to be so mature to see the good moments in that because it's, to me, I almost have to picture him as dead. I know yeah. it's so freaking morbid and weird, but sometimes it makes me feel at peace because I'm like, oh my God, like he's out of my life completely. Like I never have to see him again in my life. I want him out of sight, out of mind. I will never speak to him again. I don't want any conscious to do with him whatsoever. Yeah. And I feel like that's an immature way to deal with it because I want to be able to look back and be like, that was amazing. Yeah, and there are, I tell people like there are times where you probably want to avoid the restaurant you went on your first date with. Like there are times where you yes. want to kind of put on blinders, just focus on you, not focus on them. But if we were to start every relationship as a blank slate, 
Like, we don't learn anything. We don't remember the good times, the bad times. We would never, I don't think we would ever figure out what we wanted because that's how we figure out what we want yes. is by what we had. So if so we were to true. forget it all, we would be going nowhere. We'd be running in circles. So true. So speaking of that, actually, and, you know, going from into a new relationship, for me, I'm going into a new relationship. I'm, I've been only been dating this guy for like nine months now. And so, by the way, nine months, I know is kind of a long time for some people, but like for me coming from a very, very long term yeah. relationship. Um, and, still carrying some of the baggage from that long-term relationship. I learned a lot, a lot of good things, what I don't want, but at the same time, and I know some girls can relate to me out there, it is so hard to fully put your heart into someone when you've gotten so heartbroken before. Totally, totally. And so what would you give advice to me or any other girls <laughs> listening out there or guys listening out there to not carry on you know, those trust issues, the baggage that you had from your past relationship? I like to change, I don't like the term baggage. I think it's like life, I, I like to think of them as, as your life lessons. Like sometimes we have wounds, but sometimes they're just lessons that we learned. And a lot of the times we carry the really painful ones. So yeah. if you can think of it as just life lessons that you learned, and I think there's this delicate balance of you obviously wanna look out for red flags that would harm you in the way that you've been harmed in the past. But you also don't wanna live your life super guarded so that's why i think it's so important and i think so many people miss this step in breakups they go through the initial pain and then they're like okay i'm starting to feel better let me get back into dating and they miss this crucial step of processing all the feelings how did this person hurt you what resentments am i still holding on to what have i learned from it what was good what was bad these are very crucial questions that you have to ask because then you're going to be equipped to go into future relationships with maybe like a couple little walls up instead of being like I'm totally guarded no one can touch me I know how I've been hurt in the past I'm gonna have like a little wall here but at least I can like see what I'm looking out for but I don't have to go into it um hardened because that's what we we don't want to be hardened or jaded to love and relationships totally and we want to always walk into a new relationship open and giving them the benefit of the doubt as well exactly yeah and for me, and like actually you said in the beginning of this interview, you were like, yeah, before I never actually like understood a breakup because I would just go on to the next. A lot of my friends actually believe that they'll never get over the last person yeah. until they're dating someone else. Yeah. And personally, I completely disagree with that because that's what I did to get over that five-year relationship. And it actually made me just like totally, you know, carry my emotions for way longer and never be fair to my new boyfriend because I had so I was never over my last. Exactly. And so what would you what advice would you give to someone who just got a relationship and like starting to dating right away? Yeah. So I think there's two different kinds of singles. There's you're single by default, meaning someone broke up with you and it's not your choice, and then single by choice. And I think we should experience both before getting into new relationships because single by default's not your choice. You're literally just surviving. You're like, how can I make it through the day without sobbing at work? Then you wanna move to a place where you can learn how to like your life single because I think relationships are, and I'm sure you experience this spending time single, relationships are so much more fulfilling after you've liked your life single. Cannot harp on that enough. (laughs) I literally, oh my, if I could just blast that a million times over again, yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And the thing is, I think some people believe if I hide from the pain of this breakup by jumping into something new or even just like spending a lot of time on apps, 
you think that the pain just goes away, but it doesn't. All you're doing is just shoving it down. And then someday, who knows when, someday you're going to be in a relationship. The person you're dating is going to say something and you're just going to burst out crying. Yep. And the the person's not going to have any idea, any context. And it's just yep. because something was triggered that you never dealt with. So I tell people like feelings don't go away. They just get stuffed down. So it's so much better to deal with it now instead of jeopardizing yeah. future relationships because you haven't dealt with something. Right. You're just masking it. If you yeah. keep going in and you honestly like for me, drinking was a huge part, like four totally. nights a week going out and also constantly staying busy. I think it's yeah. really great to focus on yourself and stay busy and grow your career but at the same time ask yourself why are you trying to stay so busy yeah what are you hiding deep down and sometimes when I work with one-on-one clients and someone will tell me like I have this plan and then I have this and then I have this and I'll say like I want you to put on your calendar 10 minutes of being sad right I just want you to like listen to Taylor Swift or listen to like I have a cry playlist like listen to a crying playlist and just allow yourself 10 minutes for a space to get stuff that. out. And sometimes that. we like, I'm like you where I, my go-to is to distract myself and stay crazy busy. And then it just explodes out of me like a volcano. So I have to be really intentional about like, okay, I'm going to spend this much time journaling or I'm going to like not force myself to cry, but like give myself an opportunity to cry. Right. No, I love that. And I think staying positive through a breakup is so much easier said than done. And I think a lot of the times, um, you know, a lot of the messages I got were also, how can I ever go into a next relationship when I know if I ever get my heart broken and I can't feel this way again? But also at the same time, you can spin it. And like, it's like, for me, I'm like, okay, wait, I can go through it again because I came out stronger on the other side and I know I'll be okay. Yeah. And so I think there's always a spin you can tap on it. And that's another thing too about being single by choice and actually going through the breakup is you prove to yourself like, oh, I can do this. And it's like, totally. I would so much rather be alone or not even alone, be by myself and be happy and fulfilled than be in a relationship where the person's, where the other person's not happy, the other person can't commit. I'm not happy. My company is so much better than that. Right. Speaking of people who can't come in, I mean, yeah. I feel like we've gotten so many questions from like, um, not to spe- specify an age group here, but I have a lot of like 18 to 25 yeah. year olds and you know, the, just the guys can't commit to you. Yeah. And I just want to hear your take on some of these scenarios that people are going through. And you know, if you're with someone for six months, this actually is um, happening to one of my friends okay. and um, it's actually the opposite. So it's a guy and the girl won't commit. So basically, uh, she won't commit to him, but together for six months. And it's like, when is the time to say, hey, let's give this up? So, and it's so funny because I've been getting a ton of questions on non-commitment. I think it's because everyone's coming out of quarantine yes. and like dating yes. and no one wants to like lock it down. They want to like keep their options <laughs> open. Yeah. Up. <laughs> so I've been getting a ton of questions on like emotional unavailability. So In that situation, I think most of the time we're afraid to have the conversation, like what are we? Because we don't want to hear the answer. We're so afraid that the answer is going to be like, I don't want to commit. And then we have to make the decision to stay where we're not going to get what we want or to have to walk away. So, so many people 
just don't have the conversation. I call it a temperature check, like take a temperature check. Where are we at? Where are you feeling? Um, and then you have to have, you have to make the decision, am I gonna stay where I'm not getting what I want? And what I tell people, if you choose to stay, you have to choose to stay the rest of the time because you right. can't stay assuming someone is going to change. That's the thing. People wait around for so long thinking someone is going to change. Right. and. They may change, they may not, but like you can't, you cannot wait around. And I have found that with people who are emotionally unavailable, they can't do the work to change that about themselves if they're in a relationship. Like they need to go off and do their own yeah. thing to figure out what's keeping them from being able to commit. Um, and so it's like you're not going to do it for them. Right. I used to think I was the queen of emotionally unavailable relationships, and I used to think like if I can get them to change their mind, that means. I'm amazing, you know, and it's right. like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't no. matter how good someone is, how pretty, how successful, how smart, they're not going to change their mind. So what is your opinion on the excuse of right person, wrong time? I don't, I think right person, wrong time is wrong person. I completely agree with yeah. you. And I think there's going to be a lot of devil's advocates that are going to be like, no, it was too hard, long distance, blah, blah, blah. I truly think if you want to be with someone, you will be with that person. Yeah. And it's interesting because my husband is actually someone that broke up with me. And so we, he could not commit to me emotionally. So we broke up. We didn't see each other for a year and a half. Like we went. Whoa. Yeah. We went like complete no contact, didn't speak, didn't see each other. And then a year and a half later, when I was with someone new, he like came back into my life. And wow. so I'll use that as an example. That was, even when we were together before, it wasn't right person, wrong time, because we were two different people. Like we both had to have that year and a half apart because we became, we changed and then we came back together. So I still think that's two different people, if that makes sense. No, that totally makes yeah. sense. So <laughs> your opinion on getting back with an ex. Yes. Actually, you would agree with getting back with an ex. I'm, I'm a huge believer in, you've already read that book, you know how the chapter ends, don't freaking do it. But in your case. Yes, but what I tell people is, I did not break up, we did not go through the breakup. I never thought, I never thought I would see him again. Never thought I would see him again, let alone want to get back together. He asked me to get coffee after not, see, like we did not exchange one text, one phone call, did not see each other's face one time from the moment he broke up with me until then. I thought he was gonna tell me he was like sick or dying. Like I thought like 25 different things that he was gonna tell me before I thought he was gonna tell me he wanted to get back together. Oh my gosh. So basically what you're saying is you didn't, sit there for a year and a half and have any hope and still dream of him. You were like, okay, that person is not in my life anymore. So yeah. it's a little different than when you break up with someone, you're like hoping and wishing the back of your mind that you're gonna get back together. Yeah, and I tell people to keep four things in mind if they wanna get back together with an ex. The Let's first one is go back to why you guys broke up in the first place. So if it was cheating or something like that, you have to remember that. It's so easy to forget the bad things and just hang on to the good. So really focus in on what happened. The second thing is consider how much time has passed. If someone cheated on you and then three weeks later they're like, I've changed, they have not changed. So you have to consider how much time has passed, has that given enough time for anything to have changed? And then you also have to consider what frame of mind are you making that decision from? If you're making the decision to get back together with someone just because you miss them and you feel uncomfortable and in pain without them, 
it's not the right decision to make. Um, for me, I was so well past it, and I thought this is going to bring value to, if anything, it's not like he's not my missing puzzle piece. I'm like a complete puzzle. He's just going right. to add on to that. And then the last thing is talk to your friends and family. And I know you talk about that, like as a red flag, is like yeah. if your friends, your friends and family have good insight, they're on the outside. So I would, I asked all my friends and family, what do you think? And if someone said like, no, that guy was awful, would never get back together with them, I would have listened to that. That's a huge yeah. one. To always listen to your <laughs> yeah. friends and family say it a million times over yeah. again. Um, but the first thing you mentioned is the why you break up. I'd like to talk about cheating because yeah. you mentioned it. And when I prompted my Instagram followers about it, honestly, like sadly, like 30% talked about cheating. Yeah. And how hurtful it is. And yeah. I've been cheated on. And it is really, really hard to come back and trust someone after cheating. Absolutely. What would be your best advice for any girl listening on how to trust a person again? Not, because uh, I don't believe in going back with someone who cheated on you. No. No. That's Never. just out of the question, yeah. you guys. Yeah. I'm sorry, but no, please no. do not yeah, do that. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> it's an obvious red flag. But how do you trust the next person? Yeah, and this one is... I want to be careful when I say this because it's a very fine line of me telling you to learn your lessons versus like blaming anyone because no one has ever done anything that deserves that makes them deserving of being cheated on. Like I'll just say that. It was right. I don't care if it's like you didn't dress a certain way or you didn't like have sex and you know it's like no totally. one ever did anything to deserve to be cheated on. However, I think if most people were to look back and say what were some indications like there were some, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. And I, uh, oh, by the way, women have intuition. Females know what the fuck yes. is going. They have gut feeling. Always listen and yeah. trust your gut. And at the same time, if you think something is skeptical, yeah. in my opinion, that person's giving you a reason to not trust them. And exactly. so always go with your gut there at the same time. But I will say, in now my current relationship, we don't have any trust issues whatsoever. I don't think he would ever like cheat on me. But like, you know, going into that new relationship, like now we're like eight, nine months in and it's fine. But like, I would say the first two, three months, I was like skeptical. I was like, okay, Katie, he's not your ex. Yeah. He's not going to do anything. Um, and so it, it does take time to realize that not every guy's like that though. Exactly. And what I will tell people is, especially with such a big betrayal like cheating because you're already going through a breakup but then you have to add on like this huge betrayal so that's another added layer of what you have to heal from i would really advise people to work with a counselor or a therapist or someone to help work through those wounds yes. and that trauma because otherwise it's going to be taken out on whoever you date next i completely agree with yeah. that Another huge question that you got also is dealing with, because we're talking about something else, so like getting broken up with, but another huge thing a lot of people go through is having the guilt of breaking up with someone else. Yeah. And sometimes that is just as painful. So what advice would you give to someone who is trying to break up with someone else yeah. or just did and feel horrible? Yeah. So I love talking about this because I don't feel like it's talked about enough. And Completely I can't agree. tell you how many messages I get from people that say that they don't feel like they deserve to be hurt because they were the ones that ended it. So I just want to say, like, no matter how you went through the breakup, like you deserve to heal. You deserve to mourn. You can be in pain. I don't care what the circumstances. Um, and there have been times in the past where I had to break up with someone and I almost wished 
the opposite. The opposite. I yeah. would love to have totally. turned the tables because I didn't totally. want to end it. So, um, and that's also something to consider for someone that got broken up with. Just, I tell people like, it's not easy to end a relationship. So don't think that someone did it callously or they didn't feel anything because it is yeah. really painful. But when it comes to someone who's like on the fence of should I break up with someone? I tell people you're hurting two people by staying in a relationship that doesn't serve you. Yes. You're hurting yourself because you're not in, in a relationship you like and you're hurting the other person because you're not setting them free. You got to set them free to be able to find their person, yeah. you know? So if you don't want to be with them, that means you're not their person. So that means they do have someone out there. So you need to, you're doing, you're doing, you're doing them a favor by letting them go. I completely agree yeah. with that. And one of my best friends told me because I was trying to break up with my ex-boyfriend, not the long-term one, but I had like a quick one. Yeah. And it was so hard, by the way. It's so hard. Oh, I practiced God. with my mom. <laughs> I wanted to break up with him in person and I was the asshole who did it on the phone. I couldn't do it. <laughs> it's you guys. really hard. It was really hard. And I yeah. still to this day feel so guilty that I did it on the phone and like it hurt me. But she sat down with me one night and she was like, if not now, when? Yeah. And I was like, damn, that hit because I just kept putting it off and putting it off. And and so many people out there are like, um, I don't know if this if this person is the one for me. Like, how do I know if I'm settling? I think if you are questioning exactly. it, yeah. you're settling yeah. and you should get out of that relationship. If you are spending time during your day trying to convince yourself or talk your way into being in a relationship or not being in the relationship, like that's not the, that's no. just not the relationship that you should be in. So, and that's exactly right. Like if you don't do it this week, what you're gonna do it next month and they're a month more invested into the relationship too. So it's gonna right. make it that much more painful. So I would say just do it. And if you feel guilt afterwards, you're just a human. Like absolutely, it's just normal. Like I don't care. I've talked to women who have broken up with horrendous, toxic exes, and a month down the road, they feel so guilty. They're questioning their decision. It's just normal. Absolutely. Yeah. And I also think you don't need a reason to break up with someone. I know that kind of sounds like kind of rude. Yeah. But if you don't feel it, love is not something that you can be like. They did this. They did this. It's like sometimes if you just don't love that person, yeah. you need to break up with them. And you can. And I think what people forget is you can change your mind like as human beings you can want to marry someone in may and then in june not want to be with them anymore. okay but that's also really scary <laughs> i'm like thinking of my boyfriend changing his mind and i'm yeah. like no <laughs> it's terrifying to think about i mean i would just say because i get so many questions that they're like i we were talking we were on a vacation and then a week later it's like yeah then they ended it and so just like people are allowed to change their mind. The one thing I tell people is if your ex blindsides you, like when you got broken up with, it didn't invalidate your five years together. It didn't like some people will say, my whole relationship was a lie. How do I believe they loved me at all? It's like that doesn't invalidate it. Like you, right. those were five good years of relationship, it doesn't mean, just because someone broke up with you, it doesn't take that away. Right, and then afterwards, another huge thing that I feel like a lot of people deal with is your ex like gaslighting you completely and always spinning yep. it on you. How do you deal with someone so freaking toxic that after he blindsides you and, and you did nothing wrong, but that person's so toxic that he'll make you think you did everything wrong? The biggest thing is stop giving them access to you. Okay, let's yeah. talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> let's talk about that. I have that. such strong feelings on this. Okay, so stop yeah. giving them access mean don't text back. Yeah. Don't follow them on social and media. And you're allowed to block, like people are like, blocking is so harsh. And I'm like, 
You know what's so harsh is to put yourself in a position every day where you hear from a toxic person that makes you feel like shit. Like right. that's really harsh. It's not harsh to block them. So do you are not unfollowing them. You are let's block them. So this is what I will I will say if I believe if you have the opportunity, I believe you should have a period of going no contact with an ex. If you have children, if you have a dog, like there are exceptions. But if you have the opportunity to do it, I think you should do it. And I think you give your ex the opportunity to say, I need space, please don't reach out to me. Or if they're being toxic, like do not talk to me like that, I need space. And then if they cross that boundary, then you block. Like I don't think you have to straight off, like straight off the bat right. block them. Um, but I think you do need to draw boundaries. It is so hard <laughs> to pull that trigger and block someone oh, that you still love. Yeah. And so when you do it, it is the most freeing feeling in the entire world. But oh man, do you think that after you break up with someone, you should you know unfollow them on social media and, and stop? Because I know for me, it was like so hard to not look at his stories every single day. Exactly. So I will say... Ultimately, you want to remove them where you don't see their stuff. However, I know that's really, really hard. So at the very least, mute everything. Um, that way, you're not going to be blindsided. Like, you're not just going to be scrolling, and then all of a sudden, they pop up. Then at least you can be like, OK, I'm going to their page. I know what I'm getting myself into. Right. <laughs> like, I know this is going to hurt. So um, mute, and then try and then try to progress from there. But it's so hard to look at their stuff on on social media because I tell people no matter what you see, it's gonna hurt. If they're happy, it's it's gonna hurt. If they're sad, it's gonna hurt. If yes. they're posting nothing, it's gonna hurt. If they're posting a ton, it's gonna hurt. Like there's either it's way, a, it's a lose lose for for you. Totally. Yeah. Really, really vague, broad question here. Okay. <laughs> but without kids, without a dog, do you believe you can be friends with someone that you were once in love with? It's a tough one. I think if enough time has passed yes i think if you can get to a point of being almost indifferent about your relationship uh then yes personally i'm not friends with any exes um i have a very firm belief that i have a lot of really good friends and someone that broke my heart or i had a relationship with like does not need to be included in my friends i completely agree so there's so many people out there. Why do you need to be friends with that person? Yeah. Um, I also think we got this question. It was like, my boyfriend is still good friends with his ex. Yeah. How should she feel about that? She doesn't like it. Personally, I wouldn't either. I wouldn't either. Okay. Yeah. No, I so again, this is a fine line of like you don't want to like come into a relationship like guns blazing, right? Cut people out of your life. I think you can be honest about how it makes you feel and use like I statements. Like the fact that you're still friends with your ex makes me feel really uncomfortable and makes me feel jealous. And then just like leave it at that. If I believe like if there's someone that like is really invested in your relationship, like they will respond accordingly, whether that's okay, I won't talk to them anymore. Or that might mean like, why don't we like why don't you come like make it more transparent basically right so make it so it's more comfortable for you but i think the first step is always being honest about how it makes you feel yeah i totally agree okay so i want to know a few things that you can literally physically do yeah. to help 
get over someone. Yeah. Uh, so, very, again, very broad. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, I'm a huge advocate of journaling. Like, I think if you're going to pick up one habit from a breakup, it should be journaling every morning for like 10 minutes and just dumping out what you're feeling. Um, and it doesn't have to make sense. It just is like getting what's in your heart and in your head down on paper. Um, I tell people to write gratitude lists every day. And I know that's like, can sound cheesy, but when you're going through a breakup, it's so easy to forget that you have other good things. Like automatically you're like, my job sucks, my friends suck, where I live sucks, like how I look sucks, just everything. But we forget that all we lost was a relationship. We didn't lose ourselves, our friends, our job. So I tell people like write a gratitude list to remind you that you have other good things. Um, the next thing would be plan something for yourself. And especially now that we're like coming out of COVID, yes. um, plan like a girl's trip, plan a solo like road trip, like do something that you can look forward to. And bonus, like do something you've always wanted to do. Like for me, my last breakup, I'd always wanted to go to Europe, had never gone. That was the time that I pulled the trigger. You have really big guts when you're going through a breakup. So take advantage of them. Like book a crazy Love trip, that. change your hair, yes. like change how you dress, like yes. try something totally new because you that. do have extra guts. Um, and then like lean on your friends. Don't try to act like you like you're fine. Tell your friends how you're feeling. Ask your friends to hang out more if you need it. Um, I know I get a lot of questions of like, I feel like I'm a burden to my friends. Um, I tell people like your friends are adults um if they're having a hard time with you dumping on them like they can tell you that you know it's like so yeah so i tell people like lean on your friends lean on your support system and don't do it by yourself that is another huge yeah. reason why you should also uh in a relationship also keep up with your friends yes because huge. for me i was in a year-long relationship with a guy that didn't really allow me to have friends and after i got out i'd like start over again which was so scary yeah. and so now i feel like i'm in a mature spot where i can actually have friends and have a relationship it sounds so crazy but a lot no, of girls true. have the same issues. I had the same thing for like three years and I lost touch with like all my high school friends. It, yeah, it was like a total nightmare. And so I tell people like stay in touch with your friends. And to add on to that, if you're someone that's coming out of a relationship and you were in that position where you didn't have friends, like go to your friends and say you're sorry. And yes. Like reconnect with them. Don't try to like let your ego just get in the way of like, I don't need them. Just go to them and explain the situation and say you're sorry because like you said, we've almost all been there. Yeah, and your friends will always be there. Unfortunately, yes. your significant other might not. Yeah. And it's a scary, scary thought to think about, but your friends will always be there Yeah, and your family. Yeah. So um, we are now getting to the kind of end of our show here where we have a segment called Mood Boosting Mantra. Okay. And so this actually has everything to do with you. Okay. <laughs> and if you have like one quote, one mantra that you say to yourself, it could be, you know, literally anything to do with your career, relationship, family. Yeah. Um, what would you say is the quote that drives you? So the quote that I always come back to is this will be a blessing or this is a blessing in disguise. Like no matter what I'm going through, like the fact that I've been through like really gnarly toxic relationship, um, gone through all these really hard breakups, like everything I've been through has led to something so 
much better. So whenever something is not going my way, I just try to remember like someday it's going to make sense. I absolutely love that. Really taking a positive spin on anything bad that's going on in your life because it's so easy to say, to look at something negative in your life and harp on it and be like, this just sucks for me. It's all about your reaction and how you react to situations and making it a positive spin. Exactly. And you're allowed to be sad no matter, like you're allowed to feel your feelings. That's like another big one too. You're allowed to be upset at a situation, mad at a situation, but just deep down know like the situation will make sense someday. I love that. Yeah. I absolutely love that. Okay, and um, now I would love for you to just like self-promo yeah. <laughs> and uh, get where we, can we find you in your own podcast? Yeah, um, so the best place to connect with me is on Instagram at your breakup bestie. I have a podcast, Heal Your Heartbreak. That's on everywhere you can listen to podcasts. And my website is breakupbestie.com. I love that, by the way, breakup bestie. How do yeah. you think of that? Um, I don't know. It's so funny. I was looking through old stuff and I wrote my first thing was breakup buddy. And then I was like, <laughs> I was like it's actually perfect nowadays yeah. because bestie is a huge term. I know. And it's so funny because okay, I've had it for like four years now. So it just sounded Amazing. like I wanted to be the best friend helping someone through. I didn't want to be like a therapist. I wanted to be like a yeah. friend that could hold your hand through and it. And every single person will need that at some point in their life. Yeah. So thank you so thank much you. for coming on. Thank you so much for all your advice for helping others. I really appreciate it. And thank you guys. I'll see you guys next week. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah.